by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. All right, welcome into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you on a Thursday afternoon and a uh, very busy uh Thursday, I guess you could say, here in the Mid-South after what happened last night uh, between Memphis and Rice. The Tigers lose another one. It's uh, it's starting to feel like Groundhog's Day, Brett, where it seems like every time we, we come in here, it, it is we're, we're talking, we're talking uh, a loss. But, uh, uh, I mean, it's just, it has not been good and another loss for the Tigers. Uh, so we'll talk a lot of that today. But like I said, Brett and Brett with you. Brett, how are you this afternoon? I'm well. Happy February 1. It yeah. is ground, Groundhog Day. I don't know what Punk's what did, what did they? What did, I don't know what, what, what Ophiel saw or not. I didn't actually know today it was Groundhog's Day. That's news in, to in me. February first. Uh, fe- tomorrow, February second. Sorry, yeah, no, tomorrow. you're good. A day off. Well, no. Phil, Phil gets another day. Phil gets another day of rest. Good luck, Phil. Uh, I hope. Uh, what's it? What, if he sees a shadow, that means I've never known. Oh man, I think spring. Six, I'm hoping for spring. Six more weeks of something. Something. Uh, that's all I know. Six weeks, one way or the other. The name Punxsutawney. I think that's the county. Yeah, yeah, it's something like up there wherever yeah. they do it. The little he's got a little top hat on him. I mean, great groundhog. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better groundhog than the one they got up there. It's a little bit of a creepy scene. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's 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 almost the witches of Salem without being witches and being in Salem. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they're all dressed up old. We're we're listening to what an animal has to say. I mean, it's you ever had a top hat on? I have not. No, I I Nor want I. to though. Uh, it Nor sounds like like a fun thing. One to wear. of the great covers of Sports Illustrated ever. Okay, the cover, the year they won it with Magic Johnson. He was on the cover of the college basketball edition oh, yeah. in Tux, Tails, and Top right. Hat. Yeah, I've seen that one. Good looking uh, uh, cover. One of the one of those when you say Classic. sports best Sports Illustrated covers. Classic. That's one that always comes to people's minds. That's a great one. In your last week with the news of the. Really, the end of Sports Illustrated. A lot of yeah. people were talking their favorite covers. Mm-hmm. Mine was the cover after the U.S. hockey team. Oh, yeah, that's great. In Lake Placid. Great and I think one. that was the only cover that had no headline. You know, usually it had the masthead, yeah. Sports Illustrated, the date and the mm-hmm. price, and, you know, Bulls reign supreme. Sure. And, and that one had nothing. Just that, that Spoke picture. Spoke for itself. It did. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a coming really up soon. good one. It, it is coming up really, really soon. Always does in February. Well, that's true. It, it certainly does. Um, but uh, have we done enough to uh, try to avoid the, the topic of the day yet, Brett, or should we continue to go? Because I, I, I'll spend three hours talking about groundhogs if it means not talking about this Tiger team. I don't know if I could, I could match your intensity <laughs> on the groundhog, for, groundhog conversation for three hours. No, we're going to talk about last night and, and it, a lot of conversation on this station and around town, everywhere I've been so far today. Sure. Everybody tru- truly uh, talking about it, stunned. And, and we are. We were on alert that it could happen. As, as we said on Tuesday with Dave, after you blow the 20-point lead at home to South sure. Florida and you go to overtime with UTSA, just about everything's in sure. play. Sure. And it, it certainly is now for the remainder of the season, Saturday against Wichita State, arguably the best the Tigers have played all year in pounding them by 26 when they played them in Wichita a couple weeks ago. But they're a really bad team. They've lost yeah. 9 of 10. Yeah. They've won one time since December 16th, mm-hmm. Wichita State. Yeah. But it's in play Saturday. Everything is five yeah. home, five road. Not going to lose them all. Not going to win them all. Right. I think probably about 3-2, 4-1 at home. 
in about two, three, one, four on the road, mm. that gets you nothing. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, that was a, I think, a huge backbreaker last night. It was. It felt like, and I was, I was talking to a lot of people last night and today about this. Is I feel like I've been able. I don't want to use defend because defend's not the right word, but, but. The, the three previous losses, especially those two first ones, I could understand to an extent. A twenty losing after up twenty is hard to explain. Um, UAB concerned me a lot, but then at home against a team like Rice is just inexcusable. I mean, there's no way to defend it. There's no way to understand it. Um, it just shouldn't yeah, and happen. I don't know anybody trying to. No, 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 no. Nobody's trying to defend it. Coach, but, players, but, but administrators, it, anyone. Maybe, maybe fans. that's the wrong word because it's mm-hmm. more just understand it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anybody, I've talked to so many people today. Incomprehensible. Um, it really is. And I'm hearing people trying to come up with the reasons for that loss. And it seems like nobody really can figure out the one reason or couple of reasons why it happened. Because it just it shouldn't have happened. This team, um, two weeks ago we were talking about it being a three seed and a top ten team. And, and now just how, fa- how fast it has fallen to now four straight in a row. And I would assume tomorrow morning when Joe Lenardi um, puts out his bracket, um, they will be either in that play-in game or completely out of the bracket altogether. Joe will speak tomorrow. Doesn't Jerry Palm do his thing later in, later in the week? Too, I, on I, believe, so well? I, I looked at both of them um, to make sure before we came on air that mm-hmm. neither of them had updated it and, and neither had. So I'm assuming we'll probably get both tomorrow. And starting Monday at 4.30, our friend Shelby Mass right. from BracketWag.com, will, he will join us and... You and Johnny need to step aside as U of M Alumni oh, Association wow. president. I don't know what Shelby Mass knows, but I hope he's right. He still has the Memphis Tigers as 11 seed. Right. Not even at last four in, certainly not first four out or next four out. He's got last four in, Nevada, Providence, Butler, Oregon. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, Looks like a line drive in the scorebook, doesn't it? I love, I love Shelby Mass. I, I don't love share that optimism thinking. of Shelby's. I don't either, but hey, you know, I'm, I'm with him. And I, I just want to point out, and maybe I shouldn't be pointing this out, but you talk about the Alumni Association. I was the only one that backed the Tigers last night. No, I shouldn't have. I, I just thought maybe give him one more chance, Brett. I will not do the same when we make our picks later uh, this weekend. Or no, it's Saturday. Ah, we probably won't have a line. Whenever we make our pick for the Wichita State game, I will not uh, continue backing the Tigers. If Shelby think. is correct, he's got the Tigers as 11 seed playing Colorado State as the 6 seed in Salt Lake City. I don't like that much Winner gets the winner of Duke Eastern Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's that one either. As yeah. I can put it. Yeah, that's, that sounds awful Thank to you, me. Shelby. Uh, thanks, Shelby. At least he has me. <laughs> he got right? speed. We'll right. visit Monday. Um, I also, Brett, uh, looked up oh, NIT uh, stew oh, over, on, uh, over on the Barking Crow <laughs> while I was doing my rounds just to see if they updated. What's Stu got to say? I believe. And nice I, jacket, Stu. <laughs> Brett, I've been, I've been keeping this to myself, um, but I looked last Friday. To see what was going on in the NIT bracketology on the Barking Crow, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they had a either a tweet or on their bracket they had it somewhere, and they said, "Don't look now, but we might get Memphis back or something like that." And I was like, "Oh man, that's all the more reason for me not to look now." <laughs> oh oh man! And so uh, I looked today. I think they update theirs every Friday, so we might get Stu's not real time, huh? No, we we might get NIT bracketology. Who's the other well. NIT like? NYC hoops, NYC something. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'm not. I'm not familiar with that word. I only know. I'm only an NIT, NIT bracketology. Yeah. Didn't think we'd be here, Brett. To to know about. Uh, I think most people would be with me on if there's NIT bid. Turn it down. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, who who would have thought that we would be talking NIT on the 1st of February? Welcome February and welcome NIT. I mean, I, I never thought we would get here. Never. You, you know, in the Cal years, especially the early years when he went to the NITs and won the NIT, mm-hmm. you could make the case, especially when you had some semblance of cohesion. All right, we got, you know, freshman starter, two, sure. two sophomores and a junior of our five starters, got four out of five. You know, let, let them win, progress. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like in minor league baseball once upon a, a long time ago, once upon a time ago, of let them win together sure. at double A and triple A. Well, they don't stay together now, even <laughs> in minor league. It's, right. it's useless to have minor league baseball playoffs. Just absolutely <laughs> waste of electricity. And the NIT is largely that, especially now with all the portal movement. Mm-hmm. I guess you can make a case in 21 when the Tigers went to it and won it. And that was the, you know, the, the Dallas Metroplex NIT right, where, yeah. where a lot of teams passed. I, I wasn't for that. Some to many were. And, you know, well, you know, with a young team, but a lot of those guys, you know, some of the key contributors like Boogie, mm-hmm. like DJ, yep. you know, got home to the, Victory parade and, and left. one was off yeah. the state and one was off the USC. Mm-hmm. It was largely pointless to go to that then. It certainly is now, but that is where we are after last night's 74 71 loss to Rice in one of the worst efforts yeah. the first huh. 22 minutes yeah. I've ever laid eyes on in Tiger basketball history. A lot being said today about, and some saying, worst loss ever. I don't think it's the worst mm. loss ever. I think it is the worst conference loss sure. ever. Sure. Certainly the worst conference loss at home ever. I think the worst loss ever in Tiger basketball history was Coach Dana Kirk's first year with really just a really bad roster that he, he didn't inherit much and in, until he started recruiting and a man named Keith Lee got to huh. town. It wasn't much going on with the Tigers. I don't know how he scratched out the modest around 500 seasons he did those first two years. Well, he was a great coach. That's how he did it. He was a great coach, a great tactician. And scratched out those modest seasons, 13-14, 14-13, those first two years before Mr. West Memphis Blue Devil got to Memphis. But in, in that first year, 79-80, they lost to Wisconsin Parkside. Ooh. I think I have said superior. Wisconsin I'm sorry, I got Parkside. it confused. I think you have said I have said superior. superior. It was Wisconsin Parkside. And it was it was outrage over it. I, I remember it well. Now there was you know, it was two newspapers in town, there sure. was three T V stations in town, there was one talk show in town. Mm-hmm. And I remember the host, George Lapitas, being outraged by losing to Wisconsin Parkside. And the fans and the reaction uh, of that uh, to that was was much like it is today. A silver lining last night, and I, I mean this complimentary, I really do. Okay. With the role, the not role the Tigers have been on, I was expecting Tubby Smith scan count. Mm, it was yeah. about it was almost six thousand no, in the building was, scan. It was, yeah, it was. It was. You know, the box score fudges were sure, eleven, but sure. the scan was around fifty eight hundred six. Call it six thousand. Again, at most places on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. in college basketball, that's really, really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At 
a lot of places. I'm going to say out of three, how many? Three sixty? What? Yeah, three sixty. Whatever it is, whatever it is now. Yeah, that's capacity. Yeah, it's really good. at two fifty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, the fans they 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 tried hard. I think Saturday in front of the national TV cameras with CBS here, we'll try again. But like I said on Monday, he's not being fired. He should not be being fired. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go full George like George did one day. Guess where I was sitting? Oh, you're right, you're right, right here. here. I mean, and always. It was, it was at the end, and it was getting very hot on Josh Passion. George started the show. He's not being fired. He shouldn't be being fired. If you think he should, shut up. <laughs> All I, right. I'm not going full shut up, but George did, and he could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm not, and I can't. I'm uh, <laughs> not going to. But he's not being fired. No. But what we do know is that we've, and we all fear now what I said Monday after the UAB loss is we all fear it's not going to end well. And we, we, yeah. we also hope that it would. And in the sixth year, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any, I don't see anything that tells me, you know, yeah, next year will be better. It, right. ju- it just doesn't. I hope next year will be better. Uh, I, I want them to win last night. I, I didn't want them to suffer through. This indignity today, and when they got up three with three minutes to play, I thought they would pull it out. Three times in my sports life have I been watching games against much lesser opponents that you finally scratch back and get a lead, get tied, get close, and go, whoa, if you can just pull this out, okay. The first one was Arkansas playing the Citadel in 1992, 3-3. Had a scoop and score for Citadel. They win 10-3. When it got to 3-3, I thought, well, they'll get a tie. You could tie mm, them. Mm. They didn't. They got a loss. Jack Crow got fired the next day. 2010, opening day of Ole Miss season in 2010, Houston Nuts' third year at Ole Miss, led most of the day against Jacksonville State, got it to overtime, got ahead in overtime, batted first in in the top of the inning in overtime like you don't want to. You want to bat last. You want to go mm-hmm. go second. Scored. I thought, whew, told someone in the press box. I said, I'm going to pull this out and – Jacksonville State was probably the best team. Well, he, he was not over yet. They hit a touchdown, go for two. They have the walk-off win. Last night was the same feeling, up three with three to go. Going to steal this one, pull this out, and hopefully learn from it, but was not able to. His rice was just money down the stretch from the three uh, free throw line and from some long-range bombs. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you're you're right about that. And I, Brett, I'm glad. I just want to point this out. I'm glad you you pointed out. Uh, Wisconsin Parkside. Wisconsin Parkside. Okay, uh, they lost their last game, so just like the Tigers, same boat uh, as the good. Tigers. Um, a seventy-six to fifty-four loss to Grand Canyon. Uh, excuse me, Grand Valley, not Grand Canyon. Grand Cali, Grand Canyon is D one school. Grand Valley State. Um, they played tonight, so thank you, Brett. I'll be watching Go Parkside. Uh, Parkside tonight um, in their game. But no, um, it was a it was an ugly game last night. Um, from top, what did you think? I know we're going to get to to top and not top story here in a second, and we'll talk more about this in our next segment. Um, the new lineup, starting lineup. We knew we kind of been heard. Yeah, I just I didn't understand it. Um, we had John. I know it's positionless, but you really need a point guard. You, you, you really do, Brett. And uh, Jonathan Pierre, um, Naquan Tomlin were both inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, Nick Jordan um, and uh, Javon Quinterly were moved to the bench. Um, and but it's a cry for help. Coach Hardaway's trying anything. He's trying anything. anything. And to me, putting Jonathan Pierre out there is him telling the team, "I'm going to give." I'm. Uh, he tried. He worked. 
super hard in practice all week, he's starting. Y'all are not giving it all. Y'all aren't going to start. And trying to light but a fire stay in with him, that, though. he didn't. He didn't. Well, and Brett, we talk about him. He always says he wants to shorten down the lineup. What did we see? Ten guys in the first eleven the minutes. Table. I mean, everybody played. Um, it was it was really a really strange. And Rice night. is particularly bad. They're 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 a very very bad team, Brett. Um, they're no denying that at all. We'll talk a lot more Tigers um, throughout the show. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Uh, like I mentioned, three thirty. We'll get back into this conversation. Talk about what happened last night in that game against Rice. A three point loss. For the Tigers at home, they're fourth in a row. 345, we'll take a look into the future at the road ahead for the Tigers, what the rest of the season will look like now. And uh, all going to be very important games for this And around the conference, and who's around you. I love it. In, four in, four out. I love it. Well, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And quad talk. One of my favorite conversations. Quad talk. It's quad four loss last night, Brett. Um, But we'll talk about uh, the future for the Tigers in the conference, rest of the schedule, all of that. At 3.45. 4 o'clock, we'll jump into the NBA with Keith Smith from Track and the front office show. A lot to get to with Keith. A lot of injuries going on. Um, and LeBron also and AD both scratched. Both up. out tonight, um, which is huge against the Celtics. Uh, we also got to talk about a week away. TV partners can love that. No, no, no. They did not like seeing that news at all. 4.30, we'll get to some Grizzlies talk. They've got a game tonight against Cleveland. Cavaliers playing really well right now, so we'll talk about that at 4.30. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock. We'll get back to some Tigers with Greg Gaston. He was on the call last night for ESPN+. Plus. We'll talk a lot First of Tigers. First loss Greg took all year. Is it really? I, so. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, but uh, we'll talk We'll talk a lot of Tigers at 5 o'clock again with Greg Gaston. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. We're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Floor model sale ongoing. All floor model patio sets are priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $2,000. Closeout patio cushions as low as $25. Pool tables under $1,500. Theater seating under two grand. Four person hot tubs under $5,000. Infrared and traditional steam saunas 25% off. Get ready for summer and purchase your above ground pool now to get first in line for installation. Special financing available. Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road just north of I-40. Well, and uh, also, get the texts in. Text lines are wide open. I want to hear y'all's wide thoughts open. before we get to top and not top story. Um, 901-360-8255. Text us in. Let us know uh, your thoughts of the game last night going forward um, and what you're seeing because uh, we will be talking a lot What of kind of hope today. do you have? Well, I mean, where, oh, that's a good question. Where, where are you out there on, on kind of the general understanding? And, and when the facts change, we'll change with general yeah, understanding sure. conversation. Sure. But today, he's not being fired. No. no he no, shouldn't no. be fired. No. There's no need in humiliating uh, Penny Hardaway. And that's one of the tough things about hiring him yes. when yes. you did. Because do you want to have this kind of parting? We want your, we want mm-hmm. your text. We want your calls at 901-360-8255. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day, it's got to be what we saw last night at FedEx Forum. Tigers in Rice, I think Can everybody... Can it be any other story? I mean, that's probably top story, not top story, what I learned today, it's what I could have done without... It's top story of the year, really leader in the clubhouse. 100%. I mean, uh, I think everyone saw that game last night as, okay, you've lost three in a row, you're, you're obviously not playing well together, you're not playing well as a team, but regroup, 
get a win. Maybe, you know, we always talk about, especially sports like baseball, where, you know, if you're in a slump, you really just need that one win. You need to get that win, and then, and then you know, things can turn around. And so I think a lot of people viewed last night's game uh, against Rice as that, and it was uh, far from it. A really pathetic offensive performance in the first half. And, and, I mean, just looking at the numbers, as a team in the first half, Tigers shot 34% from the field, 0 for 8 from three and uh, turned the ball over 10 times in that game with only two assists. Just a really bad performance. We mentioned the starting lineup. Jonathan Pierre, Naquan Tomlin, David Jones, Jaquan Walton, Malcolm Dandridge just could not give them much of anything offensively. On the other side, Rice started off slow. Like we said, not a very good team. They turned the ball over a lot. They made a lot of mistakes, but they took advantage of uh, of this really poor performance from the Tigers. Got out to a lead, and, and something that I really noticed between this Rice team last night and this Memphis team last night, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it in our next segment, Rice was constantly talking, both offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the Super ball. Bowl. They were They were talking, they were pointing, they were on the same page all night long. Guys were constantly moving, setting screens, cutting to the basket, just all in. On the other side, the, uh, the Tigers not talking at all. When they got the ball in their offensive end, four guys on the perimeter, Malcolm sitting at the free throw line, no movement, guys just standing around they wanting must the ball. Hate each other. I mean, Edie, it was really, really eye-opening performance last night. You know what the name of the Rice's coach is, don't you? I, Brett, I have no idea. I really don't. Last name is Para. Really? Could argue biggest win by anybody named Para at FedEx <laughs> Forum this year. I mean, it really is. I don't think any argument about it. Awful. My top story. It's not just the loss 74-71 to Rice, but it's the six years of Penny as head coach. He was throwing deep. Uh, I, di- I didn't see the need in it, but I wasn't opposed to it. I was scared of someday getting to the days that we've gotten to before today, yeah. but now is just the full recognition of a lot of people being at this day. And we're, 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 we're there now. If it if throwing deep, if it worked, I thought it would work out gloriously. But if it didn't, we would be at this conversation point, this inflection point, this kick point, this really sad day that we've gotten to. We're there. He's not going to be fired. We went through that once before very painfully mm-hmm. with Larry Finch. Let me tell you but let me tell people that don't know about Larry Finch. Larry Finch was a really good coach. He had he had gone deep into NCAA tournaments. Some of that was with a player named Penny Hardaway. Hmm. And he had won a lot of games, much more, much more established, much more uh, much more ballyhooed, certainly through six years uh, as a head coach than Penny Hardaway has achieved so far. And Larry Finch, as a player, was bigger than Penny Hardaway. He took a team to the last night of the year for the first time ever. Penny Hardaway never did that. Penny Hardaway got to an Elite Eight, got blasted by Nick Van Exel in Cincinnati for the fourth time that year. And then in the next year as a player, Penny Hardaway was out after a round one loss to Daryl Mee in Western Kentucky. There's no comparison to anybody that knows. Now, if you were playing T-ball in the D.C. suburbs in the early part of the 20th, 21st century, you don't know that. Or if you hadn't been around here, you don't know that. But there's no comparison between Larry Finch and Penny Hardaway, but we don't want to go through that again. It will be an expensive divorce, an expensive settlement, whatever it is, negotiated, stepping away, whenever it comes. I don't think it comes this year. I don't think it should come this year. It may not after next year. Mm -hmm. I would bet he's got at least four years left on current deal. 
Yeah, something like that, I think. You might even play that all the way out to the last day, and he just knows that when the contract runs out, you're not being fired, you're not being terminated, you're just not going to be the coach anymore. Now, can you handle that at the box office? Can you handle that with donations? Can you handle that with suites and sales and sponsorships? And can you handle it with NIL? How do you go out and pass the hat this offseason for NIL after swinging and missing so badly last summer? Good question. Not top story of the day. And we know, I mean, how many people he replaced this year, and uh, it just has it's not It's going to be very out. expensive. 100%. Uh, my not top story of the day, um, getting away from Tiger basketball a little bit, even though, I mean, like we just said, it could be my top and not top story very easily. It is for me. Um, but the commanders hire Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. All the noise had been around Dan Quinn in Seattle. We talked about uh, and Dan Seattle Quinn's last up. game is DC in Dallas. Uh huh. Yep. That, that's right. Um, and so uh, you know, I I thought maybe when the Seahawks went a different direction that that meant Dan Quinn would come back to uh, to the Cowboys. But no, he gets the job with the Commanders. And uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people or some people talk about that kind of lasting impression in their mind of a Dan Quinn defense of that playoff game against Green Bay where Green Bay just made it look easy all all afternoon and so I don't view it like that I thought Dan Quinn was a great defense coordinator he had a lot of success as a head coach um, but now he'll be uh, facing the Cowboys uh, in the same What's division. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Dan Quinn? Uh, well, I, I think de- defensive coordinator. But I think I, 28-3. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people think, um, and that is not something I think that uh, uh, will you know follows you around positively. Um, but uh, now he'll get another chance with the Commanders, who are in um, a weird spot, certainly a rebuilding but that spot. Day, the collapse was not on him; the no, collapse was no, on no. the offensive right, play calling. Right, that day. but still, but he I was mean, the head coach. between that yeah. and his last you know game as a Cowboys defensive coordinator, hard to run away from both those. Yeah, that that's a lot to to try to. Deflect yeah. and don't don't notice that anybody. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty easy to notice. My not top story. Exactly what got accomplished last week during Camp Penny? I, I truly ask that. I mean, we we heard three months off. I'm, I'm really serious now. Uh, and then you go to UAB and play like that. And then that lineup last night. Uh, and, and this is the result. This is where we are. Last week feels like a bit like it was a big waste of time. Whatever was done last week, not a lot got accomplished. And for the for for the one that asked the embarrassment question two years ago, around this time, well, last night post game, Penny Hardaway, in the availability with the media, he said, "This is embarrassing." Mm-hmm. I hope that person's glad he got his embarrassment question in. Huh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. It, it, mm. Last night was not fun at all, but I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break because on the other side, we're going to talk more about what happened last night as the Tigers uh, lose at home to Rice, their fourth straight loss in conference play. So we'll do that next on Sports Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Indeed, Lexus of Memphis, our title sponsor this hour, and we appreciate them oh so much. 
They're at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusOfMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on all 2024 models and always special leasing options. The one and only Lexus dealership in town. Driving luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500. You'll be looking and you'll be driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and that makes for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. I want to elaborate on my comparison of the end of Larry Finch that was brutal mm-hmm. to live through. To live through as a Tiger fan that I I have been since his junior year at Memphis State, since Larry Finch's junior year at Memphis State, the 71-72 season, the year they got into that jive game up at Vandy to play off the, the tie that they had defeated Louisville twice hmm. in the round robin, but they had the same number of wins and losses in the league declared a tie, and only the winner of the conference went to the NCAA tournament. Louisville goes on to the NCAA tournament, or the Tigers very easily would have gone to wow. back-to-back Final Fours under Larry Finch and Gene Bartow. God rest his soul. What a good man. He went to his last day madder than hell over that <laughs> night. And I, don't, I don't blame him. And the refs up there were a disaster and playing at Vandy and those NLA was a disaster. Uh-huh. But how, how it ended for Larry Finch, it really ended in overtime in Kansas City in March of 1995 in a Sweet 16 heartbreaking loss to Arkansas in a tic-tac call on Chris Garner late in the game. It had been a veritable Bruce Lee movie all night between Corey Beck and Chris Garner, and the Tigers were on the short end of a really horrible call. And they, they lost. Mingo Johnson was great. They lost, and then some recruiting sh- shortcomings, some not signing some local players, and that was kind of spelling the end for Larry Finch. And, and his health was very, very bad. People that were really close to him that I knew well and knew him pretty pretty good uh, were, were telling me about that then, and it, it went out in an inglorious, horrible fashion at a, at a concession stand at Freedom Hall in mm-hmm. Louisville. Yeah, no. We're not going through that again. No, we're not. We're, we're not, not. We're not going through that again. I, I don't know what entreaty or who would have to make it to to get him to meet halfway. And I, I don't think any of this has to come after this year. No, no, no. But the rest of this year has to show a little more hope than the sure. last three games have shown, last four games have, have shown, uh, especially the effort at UAB uh-huh. and last night. I, I didn't think the effort – well, the second half against South Florida was pretty bad. The effort at Tulane, I didn't think was bad. No, 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 no. And, and you know that—that's the loss in this grouping. That way back when we did season W's and L's, we're sure. we're okay by that. Absolutely, not they okay. But have trouble at Tulane. I mean, always, but let's let's not make it Cameron Indoor. But no, we always no, have trouble. But they always have trouble. And the South Florida twenty point second half lead uh, that was that was bad then that effort sunday mm-hmm. the matador defense and then the effort last night and the straight line drives to for layups or for dunks it's just incredible yeah. to to witness and to watch the effort is shaky last night trying to i think trying to send a message some of the the coaching was shaky sure and and, and you get this result and you get this reaction yeah no you're at, you're absolutely right and i think the biggest problem i have and and brett you know i've been stressing 
for a couple weeks now about this defense, and everybody's been screaming about the defense. But when you watch and you 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 know take some of those clips from last night and and just watch some of those possessions, it's you know basic defensive principles that the Tigers are struggling with defensively. It's screens. Are we switching on screens? Are we? Am I going to go under him? Are we communicating? Are you going to hedge off this screen? And it's stuff that they are not doing. And, you know, one thing I saw last night, there was one play where um, they uh, Rice sets a screen, guy runs around, backside, um, gets up on the, the opposite wing, and David Jones is supposed to be guarding him, and he is so focused on on the guy that has the ball that he completely loses his guy then they set a down screen Almost on did that a pirouette. yeah and and everyone's completely lost nobody's helping um even when David Jones is lost and they set a screen to get that that um shooter even more open nobody helps up and everybody's lost and it was just something like that on most every defensive possession for the Tigers last night. And Rice here's the thing Rice is not a good team but one thing they will do because they know most teams they play, they are not going to be better than talent wise. They're going to, you know, run a lot of sets. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna have fundamentals. And they beat Memphis last night with fundamentals. You could see them pointing different things, screens, cutting, moving all the time. Fundamentals that Memphis could not beat because they did not have fundamentals defensively. Do you think that one carload of Rice fans we made mad pointing out <laughs> their futility historically? I, I, I think they're. Where, where do you think they are on the road back to Houston? You know, I hope they had a safe travel back, Brett, and I hope they were hope cheering. Hope we never see you again. Hope they're cheering the whole way back, Brett. And I and again, hope we never. What see are those again. clowns on the radio? No, we went in there and won our Super <laughs> Literally. Bowl, seventy four, seventy one. Crazy. Did you think when they? wrestle the lead back up three three to go that it was good tidings ahead no i did not i i (laughs) let me down easy i'm sorry i just had a i just had this bad eerie feeling i did and not or not like before the game one one of those games where i was going into the night like oh i think they're gonna lose this game i said tigers win 84 72 just around yeah i i I watching that lineup out there, watching how they came out, because I think, you know, I can understand going on the, not really, but I can try to understand going on the road in a kind of a sleepy environment and coming out flat. Hard to understand Jobber's at home. definitely down. Yeah, hard to understand it at home, and, and that's what they did. And, and so watching that and then just watching the way they were getting shooters open, um, their big guy, uh, a field Fedler, whatever his name was, they were running everything through him, and uh, you know, I just, I just had a bad feeling no, even when they went up. No, 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 Max Fiedler, whatever his name was. Didn't he play quarterback for the Dolphins? I, I think so. Wow, <laughs> dual sport. Jay, uh, no, okay. uh, but, uh, but you know, I mean, I just, I just had a bad feeling, and and you know, I guess I was unfortunately it was right. Yeah. It was, it was worth it. Last night the box score was grim. I listened to all the post game. Coach Hardaway bounced right out there post game. Mm, yeah. Right, right to Dave, as I think he should. I was critical after he didn't Sunday. He did last night. It's it's a real strange uh, dichotomy with his radio comments and then hit, hit a front, uh, in front of the assembled print and TV. Mm-hmm. On radio last night, listened to every word. I did not yeah. tape it. I don't think <laughs> I can. I don't uh, think we could play uh, yeah. it even if I had. But it was mostly – it's all the players. Sure. Then in front of, and I saw the entire video that someone shot inside mm-hmm. the yeah. print TV area, 
and it was like you should as a coach. It, this this is on me. Yeah. I, I take full responsibility. That's all you can say after you lose. When you win, give them credit. Give the twelfth man credit. Give the walk on practice players credit. When you lose, it's got to just be. It's all me. Yeah. You can't explain it. And he has gotten in trouble through the years with blaming players and trying to explain it. Now, you can take that hit in front of the the media, both with Dave immediately and with the print and TV assembled a few minutes later, and then behind the scenes, absolutely light them up. Sure. I, I went out there and I took the hit for y'all, mm-hmm. but it's not on me. It's on you and right. you and you and you. We're teaching you what to do, and you're not doing it. You can do that all you want. But you cannot, you've got to, you, you, you just cannot keep blaming them because ultimately it is all on you. No matter what somebody's making NIL, Penny Hardaway's making more than anybody at that right. at that athletics yes. department. Yes, yes. No, you're right about that. And, and uh, you know, something that jumped out to me listening, I, I listened to most all um, of the uh, the postgame radio show I'd kind of forgotten about it and I go oh I want to hear what 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 Penny has to say I want to hear what the players have to say I want to hear what Dave has to say well, I, I listened to the whole game on radio yeah yeah and uh and so I flipped it over and uh I heard Penny and then I heard um he was joined by uh Quinterly and Jordan and uh mm-hmm. I think both Obviously, both older guys, I think both very, very smart when it comes to, to basketball too. IQ, um, especially Nick Jordan. I think it have been a fun listen to all a- year. Absolutely. Nick Jordan's been great whenever he's been with them. But uh, uh, Dave asked Nick Jordan a question, and I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but it was basically something along the lines of, we've heard about the kind of disconnect in the locker room. Has that been fixed? Has that been addressed? Is the locker room together? And Nick Jordan's response was, he kind of sighed, you kind of heard him kind of let out this big exhale, and he goes, well, we got to make sure it is, or something like that. And it was not, he kind of jumped around, yes, not not committing to, yes, we are together, we are a team. Um, And so I don't want to point everything to chemistry, because I think there are things on the floor that you can see this team doing that you can maybe attribute to chemistry that's just not working out. But certainly, um, there's something wrong with this team behind the scenes. And I've heard and seen a lot of the conversation today, social media, Twitter, X, this this radio station. It's the only one I listen to, I promise you. And I've heard people say he's he's losing this team. Uh, You you need to change that to lost. Yes. It's, it's, It's no present tense to it he he has lost this team and i don't know how you get it back the simplest way would be saturday against a team that you just uh handled easily by 26 points in playing wichita state but i don't know if there there are any guarantees i i I don't i don't know the right lineup to put out there I, i i and i don't know that, that he does. And, you know, here's here's one thing about the Penny Hardaway years. It was not necessarily the case the first year. It was not. But there there was some saying, you know, just listen to Sam Mitchell and you recruit, mm-hmm. you be the front man and learn a lot. Sure. But it wasn't a lot of that. And I thought, you know, for what was expected, pretty good first year. Sure. From then on, there's always been that assistant, whether it was Mike Miller Larry Brown, Frank Hay, mm-hmm. and now Rick Stansberry 
that you get so much conversation about just let Rick coach and, and, mm. and you get out of the way. Well, has huh. the recruiting been good enough yeah. to just and, – and, and is he ambassadorial, pardon the pun, with the, the ambassador program, is is he big enough to that you just put it on cruise and let him be figurehead? No. Mm. He, he, he's got to do something. Yeah. He's got to win. Got to. Got he's got to do it. Yeah. Uh, Brett, I'm curious because I've heard a lot of people point this out today, and I, I don't really know where I sit on it. But and we just got a text message. Um, Tiger fan Bill texts in. Um, Thanks for the text, and, and it's kind of alluding to that about nil with you know the age of paying players and egos mm-hmm. and and all of this. He, his text says, "I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of college sports with the paying of players. Memphis basketball is an example." And I'm, what, what I guess he's alluding to is you get these egos, you get the mm-hmm. the locker room, you know. This this guy's making this much. This guy has this car. Yada yada yada, that, and that breaks up breaks up the lock. Tough room. toenails. Yeah. And respectfully, Bill, I, I I really do mean it. Thank you so much. And anybody else texting it nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. We're going to keep it respectful. Yeah. But respectfully, I disagree with you. I'm hearing that from everybody not doing well. Right. Exactly. Anybody doing well yes. in nil, you don't hear that around Dalton Connect. Right. Right. He's right. the new favorite toy. Right. Uh, I you don't hear it. You don't hear it at places that are going well. You only hear it at places and, and also the equivalency crowds out there. I've seen and heard this. Well, Arkansas is having the mm. same disconnect with NIL. They got locker room trouble and, and maybe, you know, one's quit and two or three more talking about quitting. Yeah, they, they do have that. Eric Musselman went to a Sweet 16 last year in two Elite Eight, the two prior seasons. If Penny had done one of those three things, yeah. we would have already renamed Poplar. <laughs> no, you're right about that. And, and so stop the equivalency. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm kind of with you on NIL. Is it the 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 teams that you see everyone pointing to? Oh, NL, NIL's a problem there. NIL's a problem there. It's it's the teams that are uh, that are struggling. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other night, and I said if NIL was an issue. It'd be an issue everywhere. Every team would be talking about this because it's happening everywhere. I mean, you think North Carolina's third in the country. They bring in, you know, a couple transfers. They have a lot of transfers on that team this year. You think those guys are, are not, are all making the same amount of money and they're all, you know, great. And someone told me, well, it's because their coaches handle it better. Well, then it's not the NIL problem. Then, then it's a different problem. That's a different coach problem. Or coach. Exactly. And so, uh, so I'm not completely there on NIL. I'm sure, you know, that could be a factor. When you have, you know, if you do have locker room issues, that could nil is not pour going on. away. No, it's it's just starting, and and I'm glad these players are getting paid. So it's it's a mess. Last night was a mess, um, and uh, the Tigers now four in a row, um, including uh, a couple of home losses in there. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're going to stick on the topic of the Tigers. We're going to look uh, ahead to the future, what's coming up for the Tigers, what the rest of the season looks like for them and around the conference. We'll do that next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. 
Well, we talked a lot about last night's game, the loss against Rice. Tigers uh, really, really struggling right now on the court. Four in a row, but now the road ahead, Brett, you mentioned it a couple times earlier. Five home, five on the road to end the season. Next game, uh, quick turnaround, as we know, in conference play. Saturday morning, noon tip-off on CBS against a Wichita State that they found uh, yeah. the most success they've had all conference uh, play was against Wichita State in that second half. Look great. And you've had your open date. That yeah. was it last week. Yeah. And as my top, top story, as I said, uh, it was largely squandered. Mm-hmm. It, it was wasted. Fill in the blank for me Uh-oh. at 901-360-8255. This is the lowest point in Tiger basketball since. Huh. Huh. Since when? I know there'll be some Drexel in there. That was in the NC tournament. Yeah. Makes a big difference. I know some yeah. will say, you know, up to, up whatever with a few minutes to play in San Antonio. It's not a lot of consolation. You came in second. You did. That, that wasn't last night uh-uh. in front of almost 6,000 against Rice. Against Rice at home against a, a, a quad four opponent. I, for, for me to fill in that blank, I think I'd have to go back to Tick Price and wow. and and that that horrible ending, on and off the court. It w- it was not it was not how it ended uh, totally for Larry Finch. I just don't want to go through that again. Right. And I don't think it's necessary to go through that. And that's what I was scared of on the day he was hired. And everybody for six months after that was wanting to write about his shoe game and his suit game and his airplane game and him speaking at the touchdown club. (laughs) And I was saying then, none of this makes a tinker's you-know-what. He's got to win. You've got to win. Got to. This is a bottom line, no doubt about what you have to do. It's it's not it's it's not feel good. It, it is sports. It is still the ultimate meritocracy. If the season ended today, it does not. But if it did, the Tigers would be a seven seed and would play on Thursday night at Dickey's Arena against the ten seed that right now would be Tulsa. Huh. If they won that game, they would play on Friday against the two seeded right now FAU. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. And we already saw Tigers. The Owls of FAU. It's horrible grammar. The FAU. A lot of Owls. Yeah, a lot of Owls. Rice, FAU, Temple. FAU first in net at 28. SMU second at 39. The Uh Tigers third at 76. North Texas at 77. Charlotte, 96. Boy, Charlotte better remember this good two weeks. <laughs> USF at 110, Tulane at 118, UAB 133, Wichita State, Saturday's opponent, 159, Tulsa 174, East Carolina 196, Rice with the meteoric rise. I was say, they 20 spots. Huge jump, yeah. From 248 to 228, Temple, more owls at 250, and Texas San Antonio at 278. Wow. At Shelby Mass Bracket at BracketWag.com, the last four in are Nevada, Providence, Butler, Oregon. Tigers firmly ensconced in the in the tournament. It. Nevada net 64, Providence uh-huh. net 53, yep. Butler net 54, Oregon net 56. Remember those nets. Tigers oh, at yeah. 76. Yeah. First four out. Virginia at 45. That would be the great debate. Sure. Would head-to-head Absolutely. in December matter over a net? I say yes. Mm-hmm. Let's try to be consistent. Sure. Everybody. Washington State, 42. Colorado, 31. 
First four out at 31. Wow. St. Mary's first four out at 21. Wow. Thank you, Shelby, but I want to, I want to know what you know. <laughs> next four out, Georgia at 82. Uh-huh, okay, okay, Memphis, sure, Georgia, sure. but that's next four out. Yeah, yeah. Wake Forest, 49. Wow. Cincinnati, 34. Wow. And the old head-to-head, Villanova, Ooh, Nova. 51. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking uh, a couple days ago of, of nets and, and uh, tournament and that sort of thing, and, and you know, now, especially with that hit the Tigers took last night, I mean, it's hard when you look at these metrics for the Tigers. They, they've got to be thankful they have those wins in non-conference, but it's, it's hard to be where they're at right now in, in the metrics and, and make the, uh, the tournament as an at-large. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be difficult. The next 10, five at home, five on the road. So let, let, let's say home's four and one. Sure. Let's say road's three and two. That'd be beautiful. I think most would sign up for that right now. Absolutely. You don't get in. Now, would they have signed up for that? No. Two weeks ago? No. Well, I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have either. I don't think many others wouldn't. We sure wouldn't in the preseason. None of us did. We did all these predictions, all these wins and losses, and all these scenarios, and all these these type things that could happen. But now, this is what has happened. Brett, I want to... There's a whole lot of difference between coulda and shoulda. Sure. I want to think back to... About 5.05 yesterday, we were talking to Kevin Sweeney, uh, who I love to talk to, uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to college basketball. And we asked him, when you look at the Tigers right now, how much wiggle room do they have? How, what do you think? And he threw out the, okay, well, you know, they go split that, you know, two road games, UNT and SMU, then they split those two games against FAU. I still think they, they, they're, they're fine. And then you asked, what about a road game against East Carolina? What we didn't ask him was, what about a home loss to Rice? And yeah, now that's what we're really, looking at. No. Never even comprehending no. that, that that could happen, but it did. Now 15-6 and six on the year and 7th in the AAC. And we'll have to go on a run at Dickey's Arena. Yep. They, they did last year. They did. As a 2C. Yeah. Uh, they they can, not just conceptually, sure. Good, you know. I guess I could jump up and dunk it. It's not going to happen. But I, you know, they, they sure can and hit a hot wave, play a, you know, a good four days of basketball in Fort Worth and shock the world and land on about that 11 spot or maybe in Dayton. And Mm -hmm. that would certainly change the, the, the gloom that is rampant around the sports scene around here. No, you're right. It has absolutely uh, not been a fun day in the city of Memphis with a lot of talk about what the Tigers uh, did last night. And now the road ahead, it's going to be tough, uh, but it all starts Saturday morning uh, in that home game against Wichita State. Well, before we get to a break, i got to talk about Goldcrest 51. The original Memphis beer, Goldcrest 51, is back. Yes, that's right. It will be hitting the shelves and bars on Monday. Goldcrest 51 first brewed in 1936 by John Wolfgang Shore. Now locally made in Memphis by Soul and Spirits. Ask for it in all of your favorite beer places Monday, February 5th. Goldcrest 51, it's back. Go check it out on Monday. Well, we need to get to a break and wrap up our first hour. When we come back, we are talking the NBA with Keith Smith. Uh-huh. 